Good Times was a sitcom that aired on CBS in the 1970s. Black Jesus was the second episode of season one, and it aired on February 15, 1974. And in that episode, J.J., the oldest son, painted a picture of Black Jesus. And when he hung the picture on the wall, suddenly the family started to have a string of good luck. But the mother, Florida, refused to entertain that idea that the painting was bringing about luck. And in fact, their neighbor, Winona, came in and noticed that Black Jesus looked just like Ned the Wino. And Ned the Wino was the resident homeless person. So J.J. had depicted an image of Jesus, and he had used a wino, an individual who drank himself to the point of living on the street. And he hung it on the family living room, and he said, this is black Jesus. Now, the term amen, amen comes from the Old English, late Latin, also it's Hebrew. And amen in Hebrew means truth, or it's an expression of agreement. Usually said after prayers, you will hear amen after a prayer. Now, the first time we see amen in the Hebrew Bible is in the book of Numbers, chapter 5, verse 22. There is a priest, and he's talking to a woman who is a suspected adulteress. Now, this is a woman who has violated her marriage compact and she responds amen amen several times and you will find the word amen in the hebrew bible over 30 times amen could mean a lot of things it could mean an agreement it could mean the idea of introducing something new but it has a different meanings and it was used different times in the hebrew scriptures in the bible now, divergent thinking. Divergent thinking is this idea that you can generate many different topics in a short period of time. And you look at topics and you break them down into various components. And there's a great TED Talk that Sir Ken Robinson does on the idea of divergent thinking. But it really boils down to divergent thinking is looking at something in a different way. So, example, if you get a coat hanger and somebody says what do you do with a coat hanger somebody said well i'll hang up my clothes another person will look at a coat hanger and say if you're a divergent thinker oh i can use the coat hanger i can break it in half then i can use it to paint and in one half of the broken coat hanger i will put red paint and the other half i will put blue paint and then I will rub them up and down and I won't have a roller that's divergent thinking that is using something in a different way the non-conventional way non-conventional thinking in your leadership do we embrace non-conventional thinking non-conventional ideas and there's a term called autodidactic autodidactic are individuals who are self-taught and they learn usually on their own and usually without a lot of instruction. But how do we identify and treat 
or even embrace the idea of either you being an autodidactic or when you have autodidactics in your workplace, how do you lead an autodidactic? Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. My name is Stephen Thompson and this is my experience. I am a dad. I'm a husband. I'm a man of faith. I'm driven by curiosity. I want to make things better. I want to be empathetic. I want to be compassionate. I'm here today to have a conversation with you about the past, about the present and the future, and the hope that all of us will leave today ready to listen to not only our hearts with empathy, but also the hearts of other people with empathy and allow ourselves and others to bring forth the contributions that we all wish to make at a local level, a national level, or even a global level. Today, I'm seeking to look at the best that is inside all of us. And I'm looking at it through the lens of the music of Lady Gaga and the leadership lessons that we can learn from it. Today, Black Jesus plus Amen Fashion. Black Jesus plus Amen Fashion was on Lady Gaga's album, Born This Way. And in an interview with Gagapedia, Gagapedia sourced an interview that Lady Gaga did on E! News and Gaga talked about the song Black Jesus plus Amen Fashion and she said that the name of the title was interchangeable. She used both phrases in the song. She used Black Jesus and she used Amen Fashion and they were both very good so she said I'm going to use both. She continued to say that the song was about when she moved to New York when she was 19. The lyrics in the song about how when Gaga moved to New York, she met an entirely new way of looking at the world. She was introduced to a new way of thinking that was different from the way that she was taught. And up until then, iconic, iconic imagery that she had been taught her entire life was to look at Jesus one way and to looking at religion in another way. So when she uses the term black Jesus, she's saying this is an entirely new way of thinking. And she said she believed when she met new people that there was a new way of seeing things. So when she says that amen fashion is a part of the song, it's about having a new way of seeing things. And a new way of seeing things to her was as easily as changing your fashion. And some of the lyrics are, Amen on the runway, dressed as best, Amen fashion on the runway, work it black Jesus, put it on, Amen fashion, celebrate a new compassion, put it on, Amen fashion, celebrate style your passion, put it on, Amen fashion, celebrate a new compassion, put it on, Amen fashion, celebrate, wear out your vision, black Jesus, black Jesus, Jesus is the new black, Amen on the runway. And that idea of seeing things a new way and learning it yourself. Autodiactic. Now, autodiactic simply means a self-taught person. And autodiactism or self-education without the guidance of masters or institutions. And an autodiactic is an individual who chooses the subjects they will study. They're studying material and the studying rhythm and time. And we have found a great many of autodiactics throughout history. In fact, a list of autodiactics will reveal multiple Nobel Prize winners. Ernest Hemingway was an autodiactic, self-taught primarily after high school. He taught himself how to hours he read in his own bed. He read everything around the house 
and he taught himself how to read and write. He didn't teach himself how to read. He knew how to read. He taught himself how to write by reading journals and books. Louis L'Amour left his home at the age of 18, worked many odd jobs, and educated himself. Mark Twain was a self-taught writer. There were many self-taught individuals. William Faulkner, who won the Nobel Prize for Literature, dropped out of college. Jack London, the novelist, was self-taught. Truman Capote, novelist, screenwriter, playwright who wrote Breakfast at Tiffany's and In Cold Blood, he was self-taught. Henry Miller was self-taught in writing. So this idea of being self-taught. Herman Hesse, Nobel Prize for Literature, self-taught. So this idea of learning things on your own, do you embrace it as a leader? Do you embrace it yourself? Like learning something on your own? Or do you just simply go pay thousands of dollars for a consultant to tell you something that you could have learned on your own. In fact, here's something to try. Consultants, speechwriters, speakers, especially speakers who are out on the stump, call it, they have a stump speech. And a stump speech is a speech for themselves that they give everywhere they go. Here's an example. I was in high school and I was a drum major of the marching band. And George Bush was running for president. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was with him on the campaign trail. And uh, a day before he was to come, he came to my hometown and they had a rally at the local high school and they brought all of the marching bands from all the local high schools to this local high school to have the rally. And at the rally, there's, I still have a picture of this today on Facebook. George Bush comes down, shakes my hand, and my friend, who was the drum major. We both were drum majors, shakes both of our hands. And then I remember Schwarzenegger gave a speech and George Bush gave a speech. And I was so excited to be on that rally and be at the rally and hear the speech. Then when I got home, I was watching the news to see if they would show our rally. They showed clips of it, and then they showed the rally later on in the day. In Ohio. And Schwarzenegger was giving the exact same speech that he had given to us. And I felt a little bit sad because I thought that it was special, like I heard a speech that nobody else would have heard. Now I can't fault Arnold Schwarzenegger. You you can't write, you know, multiple speeches and present multiple speeches. You you do the stump speech for convenience. But check this out. If you go on YouTube, you can find the speakers for any conference that you want to go to. And you can listen to their stump speech. And then they probably will give that same stump speech at the conference that you're paying thousands of dollars for. Now, why are you paying thousands of dollars to go to a conference when you can search for a stump speech on YouTube? Well, I'm going there to meet people. You really are? I can meet people by walking out in the street. I can hear a stump speech on YouTube. So I'm going to devote company resources in a thin budget time to going to a conference. 
I mean, I don't really like to go to conferences personally because I think they're a waste of money. Until somebody convinces me otherwise, I use I stopped attending conferences. I stopped paying for conferences. And I know this probably puts me in some sort of, you know, outlier realm, but I'm autodidactic and I like to learn things on my own and I can't reasonably see paying money to go somewhere for information that I can get for free online. But not everybody's like that. And I shouldn't marginalize the person who is like that, who goes to the conference and wants to learn something. Now, I will marginalize the person who pays money when they don't have the money or when they send themselves instead of sending people who could benefit from it or when they don't teach people who go to these conferences what they learned. I will marginalize that person because I do believe that you have a responsibility to teach what you learn to other people. So if you're going to go to a conference, if you're going to spend company resources, please come back and just don't give a PowerPoint presentation and then check the box. Actually spend time working with people and implementing what you're learning over a period of time. That's what you really need to be doing. But this idea of black Jesus, of seeing something in a different way, in our leadership, one as a leader, do we embrace different? We should. We should always reinvent ourselves. How can you stick the, how can you as a responsible leader say that I'm not going to reinvent myself and that I'm not going to change? Think about this. Amazon sold books out of a garage in the 1990s. Sears had many stores all over the world. Sears is filing for bankruptcy. Amazon is going to be one of the first trillion-dollar companies. We have to invent ourselves. We can't stay static and the same, or you will be gone at some point. Think about this. Blockbuster Video. I remember going to Blockbuster Video when I was in college. I remember having fines from Blockbuster Video. A funny story is when I went to college, or I went to move to Los Angeles, and I had still in my car under the seat a blockbuster video that a friend snuck back and turned in for me. I sure I had a tremendous amount of a fine. Where's blockbuster video today? You see, Netflix came along and got rid of the idea of fining people. They charged a subscription. You could keep the movie as long as you wanted. Netflix is here blockbuster is gone seeing things a different way some people call it disruption call it what you want seeing things a different way divergent thinking autodidactic which one causes you to thrive as a leader or to survive as a leader if you really want to be a transformative leader or if you want to just be a person who collects a buyout at the end of a failing company if you really want to be transformational, you have to do things differently. You have to reinvent yourself. You have to reinvent your career. You have to look at your people and allow them to reinvent themselves when they want to. You need to say yes and embrace not just one style of thinking or one style of leading, but many. You see, the autodidactic. Not everybody can, be lear can learn and be self-taught. But we need to provide opportunities for those who can. 
And when somebody brings something new to you, it shouldn't be a cycle of doubt, naysaying, marginalization. Then they get their cheers and surprises and rewards. Why can't we just accept people from the beginning? Why can't we just accept somebody's idea? Can't we get rid of the marginalization, the long period of time, accepting somebody's idea, long tests, all these things, but just let somebody be them. And then let them thrive. The Art of Possibility talks about this. Give everyone an A and watch them thrive. People will thrive if you let them thrive. If you box people in, our natural tendencies is to break out. And it's not because we don't like you. It's because we want to use our talents. You don't have to put talent into people. People come with talent. People come with ability. You just need to let them use it. So if you're autodidactic, I hope that you are in a place where they embrace you and they allow you to write and to make art. And if they don't, go listen to a podcast by Seth Godin. talks about picking yourself and choosing yourself and listen to that. And then go out and pick yourself. If you're a leader who has people who are autodidactic and you're leading them, give them more responsibility. Give them projects. Say yes book called The Beautiful Constraint talks about the idea of thinking like we can if. Instead of saying we can't, we can if. For example, Ikea wanted to build a table and there were certain sizes and dimensions of the table and they couldn't figure it out. They said we got to build this table. So someone said, well, we can take a door apart. And if we take a door apart, we can make a door into the table. That's we can if thinking. So the next time somebody brings something to you, I think about it in my workplace. I said, I want to fill out this application that would get us a whole lot of money. No, we don't want you to do that. Why not? I didn't ask to burn down a building. I didn't ask to do anything negative. If it's positive and it doesn't cost you anything, you might as well let the employee do it. Say yes. What's the harm in saying yes? What's the harm of thinking about saying yes first? Starting your evaluation from yes. And you know what that means? It means that you look at the person who comes in front of you with respect. So this person who comes in front of me, I can say, wow, this person is a professional. They graduated college. They have degrees. They come to work on time every day. I think they can do this project. That's how we should approach people in our leadership from a they can standpoint. And for yourself, if you're in an environment of no, you can leave it. It's scary. It's very scary. But you can do it. You can get into a position that you want to be in. Today you can do what you want to do. Like Lady Gaga said when she was 19 and she moved to New York. She began to see different people. She began to see different ideas. 
and a new way of looking at things. And that new way of looking at things led her to be able to express her talent and her ability and reach millions of people throughout the world. Sort of like hanging black Jesus on the wall in the family living room. Thank you for listening to the Stephen Thompson Experience. Today is your day. This moment is yours. It's a time to reflect. It's a time to be aware. And I want you to put your feet on the ground. And I want you to feel what is underneath you. And then I want you to look up at the sky. And I want you to say thank you. And I want you to look forward at your surroundings and be aware of all that you have. Now, move forward from that space and go out today and create and heal. Heal yourself. But if you feel healed and you feel in a great space, take the time to provide healing to someone else. Contribute to your world. Laugh and love. We are all here together. Thank you.